You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. This is Behind the Stripes. Thank you for joining us as we take an honest look at the men and women we call officials, the professionals who make it possible for us to enjoy the games we love. They are the authority on the field, on the courts, on the diamonds, and on the ice. Behind the Stripes is here to support our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Now, let's join our host, Keith Myers, and his guests for today's show. It is Behind the Stripes, week 14. Keith Myers, your host, with Brenda Hilton, my lovely co-host. You can get a hold of us. You can contact Brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com. My email address, coach at Indiana SRN. Follow us on Twitter at Indiana SRN. And this week, Brenda, we have a great guest, because finally we have class. A Purdue dude is on the hotline with us. Rachel <laughs> Rayford is with us. Hello, Rachel. How are you? And thank you for being a boiler. <laughs> I'm happy to share the common interest. Hello, everybody. Excited to be here. Yeah, th- uh, Rachel and I met. Um, gosh, Rachel, was it last last summer over email when we were talking about um, an officiating summit at the basketball tournament and uh, Sandra Walter introduced us or introduced me to you and the rest is history. And Keith, I'm really excited about having Rachel here today because she is just a wealth of knowledge and um, really brings the kind of the younger perspective to officiating and can be a great mentor and recruiter for officials um, just trying to get started in the business. So thank you, Rachel. Yeah, for sure. I can't believe it's been almost a year now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So Rachel, go ahead, Brenda. um, So Rachel, what, right now you're an employee at at Purdue University and um, what's your current role there? So I am the senior assistant director for sport programs. So to put it in a nutshell, I work for the campus recreation department and I'm in charge of all things sports. So that's intramural sports, club sports, and now esports, which is a new program that we just added this past summer. Uh, you, talk, and, you, had, you talked a little bit about esports. Is that pretty popular uh, among the student body at, at the school? Oh, wow. Absolutely. Um, in this COVID environment, it's the safest way for people to compete mm-hmm. um, and not you know, gain any exposure to COVID or things. And we ran an assessment, and we find that about 70% of students in some form play video games, wow. either on a console, a computer, their phone. Right? We're constantly playing games. So we just kind of take that mindset and turn it into organized sports leagues, which is a lot of fun. Okay, Brenda, let's show our age a little bit. The only video game I remember is Pong. <laughs> Donkey Kong? No, Pong. On the screen, oh. it had it had three lines. Beep, beep, beep. That's all I remember oh, about wow. video games. Oh, gosh. Atari. Okay, fine. Yes. Thank you so Atari. much. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, Rachel, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is to, to be able to talk to our listeners a little bit about NERSA and what it is in 
that you do with the NERSA organization, as well as kind of how you got started in officiating and then you got you got pulled into the NERSA world. So talk about yeah. that a little bit. Oh, gosh. The NERSA world is incredible. Um, to put it in a nutshell, every campus recreation department across the United States has a national governing body called NERSA. And it's kind of where we get our general guidelines for how we should operate on every campus. And officiating and intramurals especially is a huge part of that. Um, there's a lot of development and mentoring that happens within this organization. I would say that the majority of individuals that work in campus rec that are in at least the intramural department or some kind of sport department were or were student officials at some point on their college campus. They fell in love with the mentorship, the relationships that you can create um, and decided to stay in the field. At least that's what happened with me. And I can say it's pretty consistent upon a lot of my colleagues and peers um, that work in our field as well. The organization in itself on the referee side has a lot of different place, uh, a lot of different tournaments in place to be able to give officials opportunities. So there is a, what we call them a championship series. We have one for football, basketball, I believe soccer as well. And then I think tennis is still one or used to be one. I uh, might be showing the lack of knowledge here, but basically what we do at those tournaments is um, we invite every campus within a region to send their top officials in that sport. There's top student intramural officials to go to a tournament. They also invite club teams, recreational teams, for let's say basketball for this particular example, to come and compete in a single elimination tournament and pool play games. And then from the regional tournament, you can go to the national tournament. So that's every campus recreation department, the top officials at the intramural level in the country, the top club sport teams in the country go to this national tournament. They'll compete. It's similar to pretty much any tournament style format for officials, right? You do some pool play games. You try to work your way through the bracket to be the most competitive. And I think, I'm not sure how many they're awarding nowadays, but I think it's the top six or seven referees in the sport get the title of what we call an All-American official. So it's a ton of development. They get video breakdowns. There's a clinician on every single one of their games. Um, it's usually about a weekend or a four-day weekend event. and It's pretty cool. That is cool, and that just brings younger officials into the game. As you as officiate, what level do you officiate, Rachel? I currently referee Division One Women's College. Well, that's very, that's very interesting. Uh, uh, and your, so with your schedule, your work schedule, uh, you can pick your games as well in the assigner and still be able to help with younger officials. Do you help with that program as well? Yeah, so I oversee our football officials, softball officials, um, basketball as well, and um, I'll put them through some training on campus. I never miss those. Those are very, very important. You know, obviously we can't take some time off to go and work our games if we have them, but student development is just so important on our campus that, you know, you never miss a training. You always make sure you're there for your student staff in every way possible. And that gives you the freedom to be able to go do things like explore your own officiating opportunities. So as long as you take care of home, you get to do other things. That's pretty cool, Brenda. Yeah. One of the things that I always I've found really interesting in the nurse world is, Rachel, can you talk a little bit about the, the training that 
interested officials have to go through to even get kind of on the courts and elevate themselves in, in the officiating space? Yeah, for sure. I can't speak on every campus. Everybody kind of does their own thing. Um, I can talk about the training we have at Purdue. We're pretty proud of it. Which is probably um, the best training you can ever get because it's Purdue. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. I when I, I went through it as a young student official as well, and I didn't realize I was getting such an opportunity and a resource um, at first because you just don't know the comparison. Um, but it really opened my eyes once I left. But this is a structure put into place by my uh, the individuals that was formerly in my position. Um, his, his name is Tyler Ford. He's an NBA referee now. I think he's down. In, he is down in the bubble working playoffs at this point. So um, he did a really good job giving back a lot of the information he was learning from the NBA and the G League system and fitting it into a recreational environment. And then I came in and added a couple tweaks here and there, but I got to give him a shout out. The structure definitely came from him. But um, what we do now, I'll speak on basketball. They go through a six-day, three-hour training, um, and each day focuses on something different. So day one would be some rules knowledge, just getting that base fundamental. Day two hits on positioning, um, learning each position where you're supposed to go and how it's supposed to work. And then day three, we put you in some practice games. We just shock, shock them like crazy mm. um, because no matter <laughs> what, your, your first game, you're always just overwhelmed. And that's the way it kind of goes. So we try to get them in as many practice games to get over that initial shock as possible. Um, and then we'll go through some more station-type work, conflict management, communication, learning signals. Um, you get another round of practice games and then some preseason meetings and stuff um, that we have. But we're really proud of the fact that we videotape our basketball courts every single night so you can go and review your film. I just posted up on YouTube. Um, the students go and look at it. They try to see how they can get better, what they can improve upon. We also do this for our football officials as well. Um, and we have separated our program into mentor groups. So the top eight basketball officials that, or football officials I have on my staff will be in charge of a mentor group. And they are in charge of teaching, training, and developing every official that's in their group. And, um, so they'll go through, they'll go through video, video breakdowns with their mentees. And then um, they're also in charge of giving feedback. And then I'll give feedback. I'll watch the video that occurred that week. I'll pick out some common themes of plays and send it at the end of the week and say, hey, guys, we're really struggling with um, pre-dribble travel. Here's six examples of pre-dribble travels. Let's tighten up on those next week. Pretty um, interesting. So That's yep. very interesting. Yeah, it's a, Rachel, uh, I have a question before we go to halftime. You went to Perry Central High School. Uh, You played for Bill Dickerson. Uh, He told me that you were a very good defensive star. When you played basketball, (laughs) now when you officiate basketball, do you look at how you used to play the game, or is the game so wide open now because it's been so many years? uh, Or does does that, you know, does your playing days help you as an official? I know when I officiated my playing days helped me I sat on the bench so I knew what that meant but mm-hmm. can you explain maybe how you go back officiating do you watch uh, film yourself and how, back in the day does does the game has the chain game changed a little bit or does that help you 
Yeah, honestly, becoming a referee has completely changed the way I look at the game just in general. I wish I could go back and see it in a different lens. Um, I do know that it greatly helped me understand just what was a foul, what wasn't a foul. My judgment was pretty good early on, and I think a lot of that comes from my experience playing basketball just because, you know, you could kind of figure it out. And my <laughs> my theory going in or maybe my, my goal going in when I first became a referee was that I was never going to do something that I didn't see another referee do. I was just going to copy what they did in my high school games, um, which turned out to be a very effective strategy. Mm. Fun fact for those of you that are new, um, <laughs> just do what you think other officials do and you kind of fit in. But um, I didn't realize until after I became a referee how many things that, you know, Coach Dickerson was telling me that is so relevant, applicable, helps you understand the game better. And, you know, maybe that's just a younger mindset. You don't realize it right away, but it was certainly helpful. That's for sure. Patty Broderick was our guest last week, and I worked for Patty for many years in Division One uh, basketball. And uh, she she brought back some memories, uh, Rachel, that we can't talk about uh, this week on this <laughs> show. So it is approaching halftime. We'll take a break here. When we come back, a lot more for you with Rachel and Brenda and Behind the Stripes. We'll be back after this. It's halftime at the Behind the Stripes podcast, powered by Indiana SRN, underwritten by the IHSAA and the Indiana Officials Association. If you would like to be a part of our sponsorship, please contact us at info at indianasrn.org. We want to hear from you. Contact Keith Myers at coach at indianasrn.org or Brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com. Now let's join Keith for the second half of Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. Do you want to hear your favorite team on indianasrn.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play -play and colored commentary. High school sports along with youth sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. Becoming a licensed sports official is a great way to make a positive difference in the community and support the over 160,000 Indiana student-athletes that participate across 21 IHSAA sports. Sports officiating allows you to stay connected to the game, become a role model for our young student-athletes, earn extra money, and support the patrons and communities of our IHSAA member schools. To learn more about becoming a licensed IHSAA official, log on to IHSAA.org officials today. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. Back with the second half of Behind the Sports, Brenda Hilton, Keith Myers with you. You can get a hold of Brenda by contacting her by her email, brenda at officiallyhuman.com. My email address is coach at indianasrn.org. You can follow us on Twitter. It's every Monday uh, on our podcast. And Brenda, uh, last week I got a couple of comments about uh, our our guests, and they have been fantastic. And this week's uh, Rachel Rayford is with us. And they have just been really a uh, fountain of information. It's a lot of fun just to hang out with the guys for the, the, the 30 minutes that we get to every week. 
Yeah, for sure. And and just bringing these different perspectives of varying levels of of competitions has also helped. And then uh, obviously we had Scott Spillman with Mudsock. Um, we've we've done a nice job of having a wide variety of of expertise on the show. So um, with that, one thing I wanted to ask you, Rachel, on on the Purdue campus, how many officials do you have in your program right now? Oh, gosh. Um, so to put it in perspective, we program over the course of a year, 42 different sports. Wow. And then, oh, wow. yeah, it's quite a lot. So um, on top of that, you know, you have your larger sports, larger team sports, basketball, football. Those are the ones that need referees. Um, so in a year, and this goes by season, so it's not usually all at once. It's just over the course of a year. There's upwards of 250 staff members that we'll have to manage and train and get ready to go and teach how to referee. Man, that's wow. crazy. And do they all do? Do they have a specialist? Are they just basketball? Are they both? Or do you have a variety of, of people doing a variety of a lot of sports? Yeah, so I'll try to list all of them. Um, we have soccer, softball, basketball, football, handball, water polo, dodgeball. Uh, I think I'm missing one, but I, that's the ones I can remember off the top of my Is there head. Volleyball? volleyball. There we go. I knew I was missing. See, <laughs> see, I could referee dodgeball. Just blow the whistle. Nope, it hit you. You're out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Fun fact. Fun fact. We have the most conflict management issues in dodgeball than uh, any other sport we have. Because it doesn't hit me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Right. So, Rachel, did you work with. Um, Sandra Walter on the mentor mentee program. Did you guys kind of come with that, that together? Oh yes. Uh, so she, we had spoken quite a bit about how to bridge the gap between recreational officials and getting them more involved in high school. We had so many cool plans that we were going to try to implement this year, but obviously, you know, they got stopped with COVID and so I'm hoping we can revisit next year, but the mentor mentee program, you know, she saw the value in mentoring and mm-hmm. how much of an impact it has on officials. Like it's usually the number one thing. And so that was a program that she definitely wanted to implement. And we kind of talked about the program we have for you that is, you know, mentor based as well. Rachel, mm-hmm. how do you handle sportsmanship with uh, the players that may disagree with a call? I don't think you probably have that many fans watching the games. I- I'm not really mm-hmm. sure about that, but h- how do you deal with players uh, respecting the black and white stripe uniform. Yeah, so <laughs> I will say that if you can referee a championship, fraternity, basketball, football, soccer game, you can pretty much do a high school game just fine um, <laughs> due to the, to the sheer amount of issues that you're going to deal with personality-wise. Um, it's just informal, right? There are students that show up with these large competitive mindsets and don't understand, hey, you know, you still got to manage your own emotions. You're the only one responsible for it now. So when we have sportsmanship issues, um, we'll let our referees handle it, and they do a really good job. Um, We also have another level of staff that are there to assist them if anything does become an issue. Mm -hmm. If there's a situation where, um, let's say, somebody was acting completely um, unprofessional, you know, uh, maybe – showing behavior we wouldn't want in our league, then they'll have to meet with me. We'll just suspend them and they'll meet with me. And if it's anything particularly bad, you know, we could send them to the Dean of Students if we wanted to, but that only happens once in a blue moon. 
Yeah, you don't ever want Brenda on the basketball floor when she's trying to shoot a layup, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, you don't want me on the basketball court at all. I played all four years in high school, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, So, Rachel, speaking of the sportsmanship issue, do you see um, kind of the value in what Official Human is doing and behind the stripes and what we're trying to do and create more conversation? and, And how do you think that we can improve the treatment of officials? Oh, yeah. I think it's so important. I get firsthand the account of what the experience is like as a young official when you go outside of, say, the environment of Purdue for the first time. They're, they can be relatively protected um, at Purdue, right, because I can take some administrative roles, put some systems in place to where, you know, you really can't get away with terrible behavior. But when they want to explore out in the community, they're going to start with rec league games or AAU stuff, you know, the informal younger um, fifth and sixth grade games where there's not as much administrative control. And I'm not, I don't want to say administrative control, maybe administrative involvement in those types of leagues and events because they're a little bit more informal. So when things happen, um, you know, that creates a negative experience for the referee and the majority of things that occur in my mind is, you know, lack of education about what the referees are supposed to be doing, lack of understanding that they are human, um, that they are going to make mistakes and they're definitely going to make mistakes on your fifth graders game. That's okay. It needs to be okay. Cause there's no other place for them to learn how to get better, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think this initiative is amazing. I love to see it. It's amazing um, to hear that there's, people out there interested in helping that relationship get better. Cause it has been, it's been pretty rough the past couple of years. Yes. Oh, probably longer than that. But you know, one of the things that I I'm learning as a grandfather now is my little eight year old granddaughter is not going to be a professional soccer player. So I need to be quiet mm-hmm. when things happen. And, you know, I, you know, I've, I've asked, every single official to give red cards whenever they trip trip my granddaughter and they just look at me <laughs> like she's eight get over it you know so uh, i yeah. understand that. and i think that's I, I and i think that's the philosophy we have to look at is the age level the hustle that that official if that official is not hustling yes you have a right to maybe encourage them but if he's working hard at it you know, everybody's going to make a mistake. I, I only know one official that never made a, a mistake on the basketball floor, and now he's in broadcasting. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, me. Yeah, either. no, no idea. I, I, I don't either. So, uh, as we close up, uh, Brenda, you got a couple of minutes here uh, with your last question. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, Rachel. I think that um, if I was going to ask a question, it would be. How do you think that we continue to um, make officiating a desirable craft and keep men and women in the craft? Yeah. Um, If I had to give a couple of suggestions, being able to build relationships, Mm -hmm. the mentoring part of it is so important because, you know, when you do mess up or you do make a mistake or you do have a fan that loses it on you for the first time, it might feel like you're the only person that's ever had that experience. Right. It's very isolating and it's incredibly mm-hmm. vulnerable, Good especially point. if it's a situation where you kick a call, for example. Um, and having a support system around you 
that says, hey, I, I missed the call too, or I've done this before too, and I still survived, um, helps put it back in perspective for you and, you know, not go doom and gloom on yourself. And then I also think that there's just so many fans that don't understand the rules of the game. And I don't know if we've made the rules of the game too complicated. I don't know if we're doing a good job spreading as much knowledge about what's correct or what's incorrect. I think we get in a little bit of a challenge that different leagues have different rules at separate levels. And that can be confusing for fans. But um, yeah, every time I mention to somebody I'm a referee and they kind of talk about what I do or they show interest, they're like, wow, I had no idea. I had no idea that you look at plays that way. I have no idea that you approach the game that way. And it completely changes their perspective. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, wow, okay, we're taught that you're supposed to yell at the referees and try to get your team to win at all costs, right? But um, maybe if they were taught something different, it would be a completely different environment and approach to the game for everybody. I think you're exactly right because I don't think a lot of people know the detail of watching film as an official, watching uh, the team that you may have next week on film on Monday because you have them on Thursday. Uh, That's very important. And I think uh, the cool thing is, uh, I mentioned Patty before, she encouraged us to do that a lot and and talk on your ride to the game as you're uh, uh, sharing the rides with each other about the games and situations yeah. and what occurred and then keep up to date because I thought email has been wonderful for me as a broadcaster and getting still really close with the officiating uh, associations in Indiana because they tell me situations or they tell me games and then they let me. So then if we see that in our game, we could educate that fan because that's just, I think it's important for everybody who's involved in that game to know the rules and know it right and yes, you're mm-hmm. entitled for opinion, but sometimes your opinion should just be um, quiet for a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Mm-hmm. As we approach uh, the end of uh, uh, Behind the Stripes, we thank you very much, Rachel, for joining us today. It's been a, a lot of fun. I heard a cat in the background. What's your cat's name? Oh, gosh. I have a cat named Briley. She's very vocal. I apologize for that. <laughs> nope. She's, awesome. she's the star of the show. And, and you know, cause Brenda, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Brenda put away her 19 dogs before the, the show today, but uh, <laughs> Hey, yeah. we thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to, to have you on the air with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I, you know, it's always an honor. I really, really value what you guys are doing. I'm always willing to help out. Please keep it up. You're just making the game better for everybody. So that's awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Brenda, we'll see you next week. I don't know who our guest is, but it's week 15 already next week. Yes, we will have the um, Positive Coaching Alliance. We'll have a representative from that organization on. I'm very excited about them to talk about what they do and how they're trying to bridge the gap between coaches and players. So it should be fun. Join us next week. We'll see you next week behind the stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. If you want to get a hold of us, Brenda Hilton's Email address is brenda at officiallyhuman.com. My address, coach at Indiana SRN. Follow us on Twitter at Indiana SRN. And thank you so much for joining us. It's Indiana SRN and Behind the Stripes. Indiana SRN, where you're always in the game. Goodbye, everybody.
you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play -play and colored commentary. High school sports along with U Sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. Listening to Behind the Stripes, a show that supports our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Thank you for listening to Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24 7, and sports. <laughs> 